Welcome back to Exquisitely Aligned, where we know the answers are on the inside. And I like to highlight amazing people around the world who've had experiences that bring forth so many incredible, maybe inventions, wink, wink, like today, books, etc. I'm Gina Meyer Vincent, your host. And today I'd like to introduce you to my new friend, Jenny DeLeon is the visionary behind repeatable travel systems. Most of you know, I love to travel. So this is right up my alley. Uh, she is the visionary behind repeatable travel systems, an ingenious solution redefining how you travel with your favorite skincare products when you fly carry on. As a seasoned business consultant who has traveled extensively, Jenny experienced firsthand the challenges of maintaining her skincare routine while on the go so she could show up looking and feeling her best. Unwilling to compromise, which I love that, Jenny embarked on a journey of innovation to make traveling with your favorite skincare products easier. Her relentless pursuit of a solution that marries convenience, which we all love, and effectiveness, which I definitely support, led to Repeatable. Welcome, Jenny. I am so happy to have you with me today. Thank you, Gina. I'm glad to be here. Excited to talk to you. Yeah, so, so many things that I want to touch on, um, but let's start with the beginning, as I had read. Um, a seasoned business consultant, if you can tell us, um, I know oftentimes these journeys evolve over time and uh, some have twists and turns to them. And I was wondering if you can give us maybe the backstory. Yeah, sure. So it's really interesting because where I'm at today, especially in my day job, um, I have no formal training for what I do as a consultant. Um, I actually taught myself how to do it all. Um, I love that. Repeat that one more time. You <laughs> did what? I taught myself how to do the job essentially. Um, so, and I'm not, there's a lot to this, so I'll just do the quick, quick version, but no, no, you can go deep. It's, it, <laughs> that's what we're here for because that statement alone, in my opinion, could be an entire, episode, oh, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. so don't, don't hold back. Jenny do share because what I love to talk about or, or give a voice to is stepping into being intimidated and intrigued at the same time. And I have a feeling that this is what you're going to tell us about. So please do yeah. share. Yeah, I have lots of stories about that. So, um, <laughs> so okay. So back, this would have been, I, I don't know, 15 years ago, roughly. Mm -hmm. um, I was at a point where I had been fired from my job, laid off from mm. multiple jobs. I hadn't worked for two years and I was kind of at this place, like what the heck am I doing with my life? Right. I was in like yeah. probably my mid to late twenties then. Mm -hmm. And, um, being unemployed, laid off, I had a lot of free time on my hand. And this was back when blogs were first coming out. Okay. Like, mm -hmm. um, uh, blogger, I think was the only thing available. WordPress <laughs> wasn't even a thing back then. And I was really interested. Can we imagine in that, that, right? That's just, yeah, that's I know. I mean, we're saying, yeah, right? yes. And so I was really interested in blogging because I wanted to talk about my journey. I wanted to talk about personal finance and I wanted to talk about it all from the perspective of a single person, a single female, right? Cause yeah. everything out there at that time was about families and that just didn't relate. I couldn't relate to that. Right. So I knew nothing about websites, nothing about blogging. Um, 
I of course didn't have any money to hire somebody for any of this because I was unemployed. And so I just started teaching myself. I just started like, okay, if I do this, then this happens. If I do, you know, and I did that for six months, probably somewhere in there, which led me to my first real project type job. Um, in consulting, um, everything is based project based. And so that led me to my first project job, project based job. And from there, I just kept growing my skill set. I kept, I, I found a little niche for myself where I was really good at helping people understand processes and documenting mm. what it is that they, what it is that they, what it is that they wanted, but what was also really funny about all that. And it still holds true today is that every, every project I've ever been on, what people think they want from a technology perspective and what they actually end up with are not even the same thing at all, right? And so my job was to pull that information out of them, right? Elicit it, bring that truth to life. Um, And, you know, parts of that, you can't go read that in a book, right? You have to understand people. You have to understand, you have to read between the lines. You have to read the room. You have to understand if is today a good day for them to talk about this when everybody's sitting there and, you know, so... I got into consulting basically by teaching myself how to do it, how to do some form of technology. And then from there, I just kept learning. Yeah. And I, um, I was a consultant for, I still am, um, as my day job. Uh, it's been 12 or 13 years now, I think, that I've been um, in this type of role. And for a period of time, a long period of time, I was a traveling consultant. So I was a person mm-hmm. that got up at 3 a.m. on Monday morning, didn't get back until Thursday night, at you know midnight if I was lucky yeah. um, every single week right every single week so what I found during that time I mean it was it was amazing because you got all the travel perks right all the hotel and the flight right. perks and everything but the toll it takes on you as a person <laughs> anybody who's extensively yeah and what I found about my life at that time was yeah. you know I was only home basically to, mm-hmm. to home to get things done basically. Friday and Saturday. So if I had any appointments, generally yeah. it had to be done on Friday. Sunday was basically didn't even count because you had to go to bed so early that right. you were getting up so early on Monday. At the crack right? of dawn. Or right. you stay up on, if you're young enough and energetic, you stay up till, till <laughs> that was night. Night. Yeah, definitely no, not, not me either. Not me either. <laughs> and so um, what I found, like, so everything was like a, an assembly line. It felt to mm-hmm. me at that point in my life, because yeah. I had to have things lined up. I had to call ahead of time. You know, there wasn't really a lot of room for deviation of right. change plans um, right. because it wasn't time for it. And during that time, um, the big problem with traveling mm-hmm. was, okay, how am I going to bring all this stuff that I want to bring every week? Right. Right. Like I'm expected to go to these business meetings. I'm in front of clients. I'm worn out as can be from traveling, right? But I still want to show up looking good and feeling good. And I'm tired of choosing what I can and can't bring, right? I don't want to have to buy something at the client site every time I show up. I don't want to run out to the store. Um, I was really tired of only certain products coming in travel size, like in travel size containers, right? And the these travel containers that you see, you know, on the market today, these... Yeah, are way too big for just, you know, a week's worth of travel, for example. Um, And so I was like, well, surely I can do something better than this. Right. And Mm -hmm. so that's what started my journey with repeatable. I mean, I just I was prototyping several things. I um, I just kept like fooling around with it and seeing what worked for me, seeing what I liked, seeing what I didn't. I talked to my friends who were travelers. um, 
And here we are today. I actually brought the idea to life. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And let's, let's go back to, um, teaching yourself if yeah. you don't mind, and then mm -hmm. we'll go more into just so, uh, you know, there's so many things we can talk about, but, um, I love the fact that you saw the opportunity that time was, uh, available to you. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people miss that, you know, they yeah. think I'm laid off or I'm without employment. However, whatever the situation, or I'm looking for a job without an income, this is terrible. And, um, you know, but that free time is for us to make a decision of how, you know, how often are we going to have that? Yeah. Not always often, you know, right. sometimes, sometimes we believe we want it in retirement, right? When we, when it's on our terms, at our point in a, at a point in the life that we decided upon, I know I lost a job. I was in my late twenties. I think it was 28 and um, I was 28. So X amount of months earlier, I think it was six months earlier, my wedding was called off because I asked my fiance, how sure was he want, how sure was he that he wanted to marry me? And he said 80% because I'm a numbers girl, 80 didn't work. So that was it. I don't know if he called it off or I called it off, but you know, anyway, it doesn't matter here nor yeah. there, but it was over. 80% was not going to cut yeah, it. That's not, no, we, we were both young, no debt. Yeah. I had a little tiny condo. You know, I had a cat and a rabbit. Life was good. We both had jobs. We were healthy, la, la, la. So anyway, but six months later, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm back on my feet after that crazy fiasco. Um, I was a sales rep for a shoe company called Candies, which uh, was owned at the time by... Um, Neil Cole, Kenneth Cole's brother. And, um, you know, all of a sudden I lost my job and it was very like, who am I? You know, single, dating, you know, out with friends. Oh, hey, Jenny, what do you do? That was the question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you may have had a glass of wine in your hand. You're at a, someone's lovely uh, apartment, home, whatever, for a party. Uh, you're out listening to music. What do you do? And I was like, how do I answer that when I don't have a job yeah. currently? Yeah. And it was, it was all of a sudden I didn't have an identity, but then I had to take a step back like you and realize, okay, well, time is a resource too. Money is certainly lovely. It brings about a lot of freedom, but having this time to do whatever it is that I normally don't get to do, get to the gym regularly, you know, blah, 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 whatever that be, meet a friend for lunch, uh, mm -hmm. even if it's for peanut butter and jelly, right? You know, because I was on a tight budget. Exactly, but, yeah. but you you get the point, you know, you figure out a way. And um, so can you tell us a little bit, like, for me, it was, I think, definite loss of identity, nervousness, like, how long is this going to last yeah. uh, before the next job comes? I mean, I can't even think of other things, but uh, can you talk to that for a little bit yeah. before you, you had that enlightenment to like go forth and, and conquer and, and learn so well that you become an expert in your field? Yeah. I mean, I think I've said this many times as I told this story, I think everybody should get fired once in their life to understand mm. what you're made of. It will, <laughs> it will humble you and it will really force you to think about 
well, who, you know, cause you said the question, who am I without the job? But then it's also the question, who do I want to be? Right. Because right. That, that's what I felt I used that time for, because I had been my whole, you know, college and up till that point, my, my background had been in finance and banking. Like that's just what I was good at math numbers. I loved numbers. Mm-hmm. It came easy to me. I grew up in a family owned business. I helped my mom, you know, in the office from, you know, age 12 years old and up. And yeah. so it, this, for me, it was a, a question of, I knew I didn't want to do that anymore, but I was having a hard time letting go of that because I wasn't sure where I wanted to go next or, okay, so sure. this is what I went to school for. And this is my background. How do I even start to, you know, make a change? And this was back, you know, like I said, 15, 15 is 20 years ago where it wasn't like today where, Correct. you know, recruiters were beating down your door or that you had all these mm-hmm. internet options for right. to get ideas. Right. It was not like that at all. And um, so I, I, I did ask myself, you know, well, okay, so but what do you want to do? And I was mm-hmm. for whatever reason, very interested in project-based work, like technology, um, understanding how it works, but I didn't want to be the person that was behind the computer developing or writing code necessarily. I wanted to be the person, like at first, the only role I really knew was a project manager. So that's what I was, because I, that seems like it fit my skill set, right? So, and I had a friend who worked at a company who I actually ended up going to work for, but she was the one kind of telling me, well, this is what they're looking for. Can you do this kind of stuff? And I was like, well, no, I haven't done it. And I don't, but I'll, I'll, I'll learn. I'll teach myself. (laughs) So that's what I was doing with the website, right? I yeah. was, it was a lot of that analytical, that problem solving, that if this, then that, that's like a, you know, yes. program. Like, and, and so I, that's and math. math. That's a math thing too. So right. I always love, that's what I love, you know, like, Hey yes. kid, think about if this happens, are you prepared? If that, you know, yes. not for like a, a catastrophe, but just to be like flexible. That's a really, the if and if then that is really something that I think applies to everyone everywhere every day, you know? Yeah. It's like a life lesson kind of thing. Learn how to be an adult in the world. And, and so I, I remember, you know, signing up for this blogger website, fooling around with it, just hours staying up to like two and three in the morning, right. Playing around with it changes this color, moves this line, you know, whatever. And then, um, I, I just kept doing it. Like I just, it was one of those things where, and I didn't really know what I was doing either. Like, it's not like I had laid out some formal plan for myself. Right. But I think there was two things here. There was the willingness to do it, to learn, yes. to teach myself. And there was the desire. There was the desire yeah. there where I was like, I don't want to go back to what I was doing before, but I have the desire to do something new. Now, obviously it, I was single living alone. So I had to support myself. Right. So right. there was there a was strong desire for me to get myself figured out so I could, you know, move on to the next phase oh. in life. But I, I do think, like you said, that maybe if people have experienced that like, being laid off or unemployed, we're such yeah. a, in such a hurry to get to the next thing instead of right. actually letting ourselves enjoy that time and take exactly. that space to figure out what, who do you want to be? Who am yeah. I? Who, who have I been? But who do I want to be? Right. Exactly. I like to think about what do I want to explore next? You know, I think we we are each as unique as our fingerprint. And I love that, you know, for me, that's being exquisitely aligned and, and owning that uniqueness, that exquisiteness and 
for me, I like to say we have gifts and talents that are innate. We're born with them. And then at different times in life, we can choose if we want. I mean, we're very fortunate to live in a free will world. We can choose to use and explore and to play with them. And I, I love the words willingness and desire because it's so true. And, you know, one vision I had was, right, we always have these dichotomies of, you know, if if this, then that. But, you know, you are fortunate to be single. I mean, yes, that does make the desire for income. But maybe if you were married with six kids or a single mom with six kids or even one child or six dogs, you know, more mouths to feed, maybe yeah. you wouldn't have had that of flexibility to to really get into what your desires <clears throat> for change were. You know, sometimes I think people feel like they're, I'm going to use the word trapped or locked in. I know those are really intense words, but that they feel stuck maybe like, oh, this is what I've done all my life. I need to continue. Yeah. And I'm like, heck no, everything we've done before like plays in. We just have to maybe change the words on a resume, you know, or yeah. CV so that it, it suits. So I love the words willingness and, and desire and, you know, staying up till two, three in the morning, clearly yeah. it was something that was fascinating to you. It was, it was, you know? a yeah, it was a puzzle to solve. And, you know, yeah. I think, and I, and even after I got a job, I still kept the website as a side yeah. project that I was working on. And I kept it for several years and it earned income for me. It was, um, and it was great. It was, an, it was still something I was using to continue to learn. Um, mm -hmm. I went to conferences, networked with people, wow. you know, it was, I mean, it was a whole thing. And I, so I think when, you know, when we think about changing careers or changing paths, um, mm -hmm. I think we always feel like we have to just be so abrupt and do it. <laughs> immediately quit the job before, you know, and it's like, no, actually you could do things on the side, right? You could do yes. something part time. You could do like I did with the website in the evening or the weekends when I had time. I mean, right. there's ways to do this stuff and still mm -hmm. accomplish your goals that don't have to cause you pain or, you know, some sort of financial burden. There's, there's ways to do it. I love that. And, and you're, it's so true. I'm glad you brought that up years ago when I was in my twenties, another girlfriend of mine who was in her 20s at the time. I like to still think she is because <laughs> then that makes me younger too. But but um, she was in a field that she went to college for, was very good at, but it wasn't like soul fulfilling for her. And so her desire was change and she wanted to get into, she went from um, environmental sciences, okay, to art, and supporting mm, yeah. the arts. She's so passionate. She's a passionate collector. I told her one day I'm going to start sneaking, bring bigger purses so I can start stealing her teapot collection because it's just incredible. <laughs> Never mind the other art. But anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to give you her address because I'm afraid you might find her. <laughs> but, um, but she was so smart. You know, this was, if I'm 54, we, we must have been closer to 26. 27. Oh, this was a long time ago, right? And you were you, talking about like the internet now and, and yeah. you know, the connect and working from home. This was not a thing back then. Yes. But she had such a strong desire 
that she ended up working part-time for both jobs. The job she wanted was available, but only part-time. So she mm -hmm. went to her current job and asked to go part-time and they let her. And you know, what a risk as a single female who owned a house, so she had a mortgage, um, and she had two cats that were adorable, but she did it and, and slowly but surely proving herself in that part-time job, she's yeah. still there today, you know, yeah. and full-time yeah. and, and, and has been promoted. And, you know, those are the stories I love. So I'm so glad we're having this conversation because, um, I don't want anyone to ever feel like they're stuck in anything, um, because I like to see all the possibilities. And like you said, I, you brought up nights and weekends mm -hmm. and, the, and earlier you talked about staying up till two and three in the morning. I think when we're doing something we're passionate about, doesn't matter how old we are, we're willing to stay up till two or three yeah. in the morning. You know, I know I've done that with my deck of cards that we'll use later, but back in 2017, Mark would be like, okay, like, are you going to come to bed? I'm like, yes, but I just realized I have to, you know, do a tweak yeah. on all 42 cards in this deck before <laughs> it goes to China, la, la, la. And it, it was easy to stay up. Now, if you ask me to like steam his shirts or uh, cook dinner for our family of four or, you know, feed the cats, I, you know, no, I wouldn't want to be up till yeah. two or three in the morning, but it's so true. We get this extra jolt of, of internal energy, not caffeine, um, to do those things. So that is awesome that you brought it up. And a second income, let's talk about that, or a second income channel, or a second, mm -hmm. or like fun money, uh, lunch money. I don't care what, what travel money, right? Because <laughs> wink, wink for right. the travel. But um, let's talk about that for a little bit. Um, tell us your thoughts on that and then we can. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously I, multiple streams of income would be, you know, ideal for, for everybody. Um, mm -hmm. I've done that, you know, probably whatever going on 15 years now, probably in some capacity um, in various ways through my blogs, um, podcasting through, um, you know, even back Again, back in the day, I'll say before things are what they were today. I mean, yeah. when and this actually, I think, was when I was not working. Um, my friends and I used to go to yard sales and get clothes and sell them on eBay. Right? Yeah. I mean, we were always doing like these entrepreneurial things to like yeah. bring in extra money. I mean, I cleaned houses. I, uh, I mean, so many things. Right? There's so many things. Yeah. And I think we underestimate. Like, it's really easy to get in the habit of just coming home after your job that maybe you're not thrilled about and you don't right. really like, and just sitting at the t in front of the TV, staring at the TV, staring at your phone, wasting precious hours of your life yeah. and then complaining that it's never changing. Well, right. expect it to change. You're the force. You are the force. There's no yeah. force that's going to come in and pick you up and carry you along. You are your own force. And yeah. it's, you know... People don't want to hear that sometimes. Um, it's, it's when you put it all back in your own, you know, put the ball back in your own court, so to speak. Um, and you realize how much control you do have and how much right. power you have. Um, then you start to wake up to your true self. Um, yeah. it, it's, and I guess I could tell you another story about how I changed my life another time. Yeah. 
um, if you want to hear that. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, this is what it's about. I We um, had very little agenda, right? And yeah, yeah. I said, I know we're going to have fun talking because I can just yeah. feel it as <laughs> I look through the camera and see you that, um, but you're, you're so spot on about knowing that we have this ability. We live in a free will world. It, it's sometimes, yes, we may have to peel ourselves up off the comfy sofa and put the bonbons back in the freezer. I'm joking, but mm -hmm. you know, I know I've worked jobs where I was out of my head miserable and mm -hmm. it was in my field as a, fa as a department store buyer where I shared this on another episode, but I'll talk really fast. Like I'm in New York. So in New York, I was a department store um, assistant buyer. They moved me to Charlotte where the headquarters were. And I loved what I was doing. It was so right up my alley, going to market, deciding what to bring to the 265 stores in the Southeast. And the environment that I worked in was toxic. Mm. Um, instead of seeing the other department stores, Nordstrom, so forth as competition, there was competition within the office and it was backstabbing. And, mm. you know, in New York, it was different. If somebody didn't like you, they wouldn't say, Hey, Jenny, let's go for a glass of wine tonight. They would ne just not say anything like, thanks. Yeah. Nice working with you. See you late. I'll call you yeah. when I need something else or, you know, when I have a question and, you know, it was very different there because people would say things with a smile. And the next thing you know, I was being or I felt stabbed in my back. Let's just yeah. say I felt. But um, I think that I finally figured out how miserable I was. I was no longer feeling like myself. So I got up early in the morning to go to the gym, walk the track as the sun was rising, came home, showered, and then went to work. That made me get, have a reason to get up in the morning. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I did something fun at night for myself as well. I can't remember. Every day was a little different. But just to, um, you know, I think I went inside the gym and, and used the equipment and socialized, you know, just because I was living by myself. And uh, I was like, I, this pays my mortgage. Um, it puts gas in my car. And until I figure out what I'm going to do next, you know, which I did, but ha knowing that we have that control and power and knowing that we, we have this energy, but do tell us another story. Yeah, because, I'm sure there's a fear. because when I, when I listened to your talking though, too, what I heard you say was that you created something for yourself in your life outside of the job, mm -hmm. right? You didn't let the job be the what consumed you. You had these other well, things. Well, after time, Jenny. Yeah. So oh, yeah, this, yeah. this went on for a little bit. <laughs> and then yeah. I finally said, okay, I can't write. But yeah. yes, I finally came to that that uh recollect you know that yeah. um, <laughs> like, yeah, that you needed to do it. Yeah. Well and so mine is similar in a job that so this would have been a consulting job that I had back six years ago now, because it's been six yeah. years since I moved to Nashville. And I was I mean in the daily grind, right? Like all yeah. it, all that that group cared about was billing hours. It was billing hours, billing hours, billing hours, which um, was just exhausting. And I got to this yeah. point where I was like, I don't want to live like this anymore. I was commuting, you know, one hour each way to the job yeah. in this job that I wasn't, it, it just felt too much pressure, mm -hmm. way more than any of the other consulting jobs I'd ever had. And so um, I, 
I had broke my, the guy I was dating at the time we had broken up. So all these things felt like they were just crumbling. Right. And I decided, okay, I knew what I didn't want in my life, which was basically everything that my life was. (laughs) And so I started asking myself, okay, then what, what do I want? What do I want my life to be? Right. Do I want to just keep complaining or do I want something different? And so every day I would sit there and write in a notebook, like basically how my days went. My day yeah. goes so smoothly. I, you know, I live a um, unhurried life. I think was the phrase that I used back then. I live an unhurried oh, I life. That. I live close to where I work. I work with these kinds of people. We have these types of relationships. I'm on these this kind of project. Right. Every day I did this, and mm-hmm. um, it took about three months. And then I took mm-hmm. a leave of absence from that job. And then I was like, I took a month off, just leave of absence. And I came to Nashville because I was like, well, am I moving here? Like, what do I want to do? And all these things started happening. Like, it was like, boom, like, 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 boom. I moved here. They called me about a job that I don't even think I ever applied. I don't even know how they got my resume because I didn't even know the company. It ended up being a huge company here that was like, people were like, oh my God, you, how'd you get a job there? It's so hard to get in. I'm like, I don't know how I did it. Like the place I went to, um, like and then I my my house sold in a matter of minute like everything wow. went so fast and I came here I had to find some place to live and the guy that was showing me the Airbnb it was like double what I was gonna pay I walked in the door and he's like well I'll you don't I'll pay you only have to pay half half of what I listed it for and I was like what and it was just like I described <laughs> that time like as like the red carpet was rolled out for me and the reason yeah. why the reason why is because I commanded what I wanted from the universe. I wasn't yes. back here. Oh, please beg like with this begging energy, please. You know, right. me. please may I have this? I'm well, I really want this, but I'm going to only ask for scraps. No, that was done. Right. I was done with that. Right. I'm done living my life on the sidelines and it's time for me to get what I want in this life. Right. So yeah. step up everybody because I'm not playing around anymore. Right. And I remember even the, the realtor I had, cause the house I have now that I bought when I moved, it was the first house I looked at, like just, again, all of these things kept lining up. And I, yeah. I remember I was like this with the realtor and she's like, we had this saying where it was like, everybody get in formation basically like, because yeah. I'm coming through, get in formation and this is how it's going to happen. And I'm going to tell you, first off, I had no idea what I was doing. I just did these things because they felt right. And yes. I, I was in a place yeah. where I was so tired, but the amount of control we have and the amount of energy you can push out into the world on your own behalf is quite shocking if you've never done it before. Right. And I proved to myself that I could do this. I proved that I could decide what I wanted and get it. And then some, mm-hmm. right? Way more than right. I ever even could have thought. And it, it's even now when I tell the story, like it, it almost seems like, like made up or something because all like, is it just happened so fast and so much like amazing things happen. So when I think it's so important for your listeners to understand that, that they command the same level of authority over their own life as yeah. I do over mine as you took over yours, right? Everybody has this. There is nothing special about me doing this other than I did it. Like it's free to anybody, anybody who's willing. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to be the person that's going to sit there on the couch and complain or scroll through your phone and say nothing ever changes, then don't expect much from your life, right? But if you're going to step up to your life, if you're going to decide this is what I want and you're going to go after it, the world will meet you there. It's just waiting for you. That's all. Right. 
<laughs> well, that's what I like to say. It's waiting for you. You don't have to chase your dreams. Yeah. They're not running from you. They're yes. waiting for you to be you and partner yep. with them. So um, it, you would think that I had prepped you to be like for these stories and they're just unfold. But I love that you share that. It is, you know, I... I want to touch on the fact that you chose the positive route. You yes. chose the um, the 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 inner knowing of who you are and what you and uh, like. I wrote myself some notes. I love the the fact that you said you didn't know what you were doing, but you yeah. knew it felt right. Yeah, and I think that it is easy for us to disconnect. It's easier. It happens that we disconnect from who we are and how we feel. Um, I had a conversation with a few people recently, one on my show, one a client about compartmentalizing things mm -hmm. that their childhood and then an early marriage, first marriage led them to feel, uh, well, they were, they were traumatic. Let's just mm -hmm. put it that way. And therefore, their way, their coping skills, even as a young age, allowed them to compartmentalize everything so that if I put this in this mug and then in this glass and so forth, everything stays neat and clean. I don't feel anything. Yeah. I think I think that happens not only with people who survive trauma or been through trauma, but I think it happens just naturally because we're supposed to be whatever a woman my age, my, uh, I was going to say blood type. That's funny. I don't know why that came into my head, but my age, you know, where I live and so forth. Um, you know, and, and when we disconnect, it takes time to reconnect. And when we reconnect and, and like you said, feel into everything and yeah. know it feels right. Uh, I'll share a story with you that I don't think, you know, because we're new to each other, but, in, tw in 2016, yes, 2015, whatever the school year was that our son that summer, well, for a while, I had wanted to leave Charlotte, North Carolina. I just, we, I came from New York. My husband came from DC. We met in Charlotte, married, had our son, adopted our daughter and life was fabulous. But I was getting like, I need to be closer to the beach. I need to be closer to the water. These lakes are beautiful, but I really need ocean. And I need less winter, more like spring, summer and fall. Mm -hmm. And so for years he kept saying, you need to live in California. And I was like, well, I really don't know California. So let's start going there a couple of times. And long story made short, I think it was 24, 15 or 16, Mark said, let's wait four years. Okay. Now the New Yorker in me wait for four, for, for, for four years, right? I'm like yeah, yeah. four days. Okay. Not a problem. Four weeks. Yeah. That's probably likely because I have to get the house on the market, right? Four months. Yes. Because we have to close on the house and find a new house. That would have been agreeable. But he said, let's let Kai do high school here. There's a great program, a great school that, you know, he got accepted into la la la. And so I did, but every minute of those four years was extremely long. It felt like eternity. And then of course, little did we know summer of 2020 would be just ideal because son is graduating high school, daughter is graduating K through eight, perfect time for us to move. Never knew the word pandemic. 
the word COVID, you know? And so all of a sudden there went, was our dreams like kind of falling apart. And I'll never forget my mother saying, you know, she wasn't so gung ho on us taking her grandchildren. Well, she has seven grandchildren, but two of them away from her. But uh, she said, why don't you just wait another year? And I was like, <laughs> Because that does not feel right. These four right. years have not right. felt right. Adding a fifth year doesn't totally doesn't feel right. And you know, the first uh, we sold our we were in uh, under contract, as they would say in Charlotte, with a lovely family who wanted to buy our house but hadn't sold theirs yet. Mm-hmm. And so they were applying for a mortgage, and then we ha- had gone into escrow here in California, and that and. Both of those contracts fell apart. Our buyer's mortgage never came through because once it was called a pandemic, all the banks stopped everything that was on the table. And then our seller here in San Clemente, which is the house we didn't get, went into surgery, came out and said, I'm not moving. Here's your money back. And we were like, hey, wait, what? You know, and then it's like you're looking at two things that crumbled and you think, is my mother right? Should I wait? But I was like, it still doesn't feel good. And like you, everything unfolded just so quickly uh, with the new buyer. They were in a hurry. They wanted in. The house we were buying was vacant. They already moved to their new home. It was like, you know. Yeah, the red carpet, right? It was total red carpet across the country with two German shepherds and three cats, two cars, two kids, and, and two adults driving because the animals were not allowed to fly anymore because of COVID. Oh, yeah. Um, we couldn't find anybody to pay to drive the animals across because of COVID. And then we had to find hotels that were open, that were pet friendly. It was just insane. And my husband looks back now. He's like, we should have vlogged the whole thing. And I was like, you know what, Mark? We were just so like, get me to California. Like, yeah. It's hot. Get me to Cal. Okay, it's thunderstorms. Okay, now we're back to hot. You know this, but yeah, that red carpet just went for what twenty five hundred miles to get us to this house, and we found out later that we were the last showing uh, within two days. The house went on the market Saturday at eight. We arrived Friday night midnight before the house went on the market not knowing it was coming on the market. Mm-hmm. And we were the last showing Sunday at 4.30. And we wrote a really nice letter and made a, a, a clause that said we would, besides paying extra, we would pay 5,000 over the highest bidder. That's how bad we want your house. And we got it. But it was like, you know, you, you get to the point where I, I went to bed and I said to Mark, I don't know what we're doing. I don't yeah. know if it's the right decision. Yeah. I just felt like when we opened the door, when the realtor opened the door, my daughter and I looked in, the sun was coming off the pool through the house because there's a big door to the front door. And she said, this is our house. I said, yes. He said, I think you need to walk through before we make an offer. And I was like, just make an offer. My eyes are crossed. I'm like, yeah, I'm not yeah. even on California time. I'm so exhausted. And Mark's like, we need to walk through. But it's so, you hit that nail right on the head. And I think if we can, you and I together with different, uh, different voices, different color hair, me being older, you being uh, more uh, attractive and younger and greater skin, you know, that that is something we have to remind ourselves and each other all the time 
that like the power, and I love that you said, uh, where did I write it? Was it for three months you were writing those? I'm, I'm going to use the word affirmation, but uh, what word would you use to explain what you wrote? To me, yeah, affirmation. It was more like my intentions, though. Like there intentions. was some, yes, yeah, there was some driving energy behind it. I would even say, yeah. I want this type of energy. I want to be this type yes. of energy. Yes, and I can remember driving to work every day because I still had that commute and fighting with myself every day in my mind about my mind was trying to tell me all the reasons why I couldn't have all those of things. Of course, yeah, I'm glad you and, brought that up. Yeah. I mean, this, and by, so by the time I got, this was an hour of berating myself, you know, all the way to work. By the time I got to work, I would just be exhausted. And I'm like, but I kept telling myself, I mean, this would happen hundreds of times on that commute. Yes. I would tell myself, stop, like, stop. That's actually not true. This is right. And I would pivot. And this is what I'm focused on. And I think that's why having those intentions ready are so important because when yeah. you know what you want, when your mind wants to wander and go into all the negativity, you yes. quickly got something to pivot to. And that's yes. important because if you don't, you're just going to, those stories get out of control and we get lazy with our own minds. I still do it. I, this is not something you master. You do it once and it's mastered. No, through right. the seasons of your life, you will continue to have to master this with yourself. But yes. when you have that uh, the other side of the coin, so to speak, the other, the, what you really want available, then it's much yeah. easier to, to stop those negative voices and letting them just run wild. Like, yes, I, mean, like I did for the majority of my life. Yes. And I just had a conversation with, uh, one of my clients where I told her, I may put my hand up right up to the camera which is not going to be attractive. I have very large hands, you know, <laughs> and just say stop. And then I want you to realize how you're self-sabotaging. What did you like? Give it a word. Like you were saying, I asked her to do exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Write down what kind of energy you want to feel. I want to feel love towards my family. I want to feel, uh, you know, um, light and carefree, whatever, whatever the words um, yeah, whatever. Resonates. Yeah, whatever feels again right. Whatever vibes with you. Whatever you know is your truth and and something you desire and what I believe you deserve. I think if you desire yeah. something, yeah, that, you definitely yeah. deserve it. But that monkey, we if, coming from my yoga teaching days, um, we call it the monkey mind, and it can just spiral out of control and. The untruths that it tells us are huge, you know, and yeah. um, I remember dark. They are. And I remember when I finally understood, like I first heard this, that we like that our thoughts aren't true. Like we don't have to believe everything we think. Right. I could not get over that. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? I don't have to believe everything I think like my thoughts are true. And then I was like, right. my thoughts are not true. Like right. it was so shocking to me to come to terms with that. Even today, I still, I mean, it's still, it's like one of those things I'm like, dang, I got to remind myself of that, you know, like, and that what you touched on also though, about deserving. Yeah. That is, I mean, and the whole reason why this, I believe works with these intentions or deciding is because yeah. you're taking your power back. You're reclaiming yes. your life. You're reclaiming where you once might've felt like a victim. It's mm -hmm. putting a stake in the ground and being like, no, no, no more. That's not how right. this goes for me. Right. And that's what I would even say to myself. That's not how this goes. But that 
we have to believe that we're worth more, right? We have yeah. got to stop just accepting scraps or just accepting what we think we can have. We have to start going after what we actually want and not this right. playing small business of thinking that, you know, because so-and-so told you this or so-and-so told right. you that. I mean, no, take your own life back. Yes, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I think as we do, like you've done, um, you inspire so many other people to do the same, right? Here, using your voice, being a guest, and sharing so transparently the the the, the journey that wasn't always easy, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that um, when we do that, we give others permission to dream those dreams and have those desires and write them down and feel them with every muscle of our hand, our arm, all the way through our shoulder, attaching mm -hmm. to our heart and breathing, you know, like the fire of our heart into it. Um, yeah, I I knew we were gonna have so much fun because I could just feel it, even though you, I wouldn't <laughs> let you know this. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't tell me anything, please don't tell me anything yeah. more. Let's discover it on camera, um, live and in real time and, um, I mean, we we touched on so many things that really are powerful. And um, I think that when we're able to connect and stop the, you know, the the vision I get is the, the hamster on the wheel going round and round, like you were talking mm -hmm. about that commute and going to a job that maybe is paying for a lovely life, but yet not satisfying us um, and things like that. But I do want to talk about you traveling. I mean, we could go into what we just talked about for probably two more hours and especially the worthy thing, but I'm going to save that and ask you to come back. Um, Cause that is a huge, huge topic deserving and worthy. But for, for now let's go to, you traveling. I love to travel. I, I'll be honest with you, though. Carry on. No, I, I just keep uh, whatever I need for 24 hours in my carry on uh, because, well, I'll back that up. Oftentimes I would travel and be the the um, guest yoga instructor for a week in a someplace exotic and fabulous. So I had a ton of workout clothing, then what I would wear during the day, then what I would wear to dinner. So it was like all these, you know, without having a washing machine um, outfits. And I guess that kind of sparked me packing heavy and I haven't gone back, but um, that's the truth of the matter. Luckily, the rest of my family, the other three usually do just carry on. So it's okay that we wait for my luggage and pray that it makes it there because I don't fit into their clothing, nor do I look good in what they wear. But you know, traveling is so much fun, but there is nothing worse than not having, you know, my lipstick or my lashes or my foundation. I wear um, foundation because I've spent way too much time recharging my solar powered battery. Um, you know, but, um, you know, tell us a little bit how or maybe share a story of how this, ha what, what happened to inspire you to go forward yeah. with your uh, product. I know you showed us the, um, what are they like three ounce size? If you have, yeah. 
again. Yeah. Yeah. So we all know the TSA liquids rule. I mean, everyone hates it. We've all been through it where you're going through security. TSA is taking your stuff. They've thrown away a 60, 70, $80 product, right? That you just bought or, you know, brought yeah. on that trip. And so not only are you out the money for the product, you don't even have the product when you arrive at your destination. Right. right. And what I dealt with with traveling every week was I was absolutely not checking a bag because I was not going to stand yeah. there and wait. I was, most of my travel was not direct. So I had multiple flights to mm. get where I needed to go. So, um, I would leave it, you know, like I said, leave my house at three in the morning. I wouldn't even get to the client site until one in the afternoon. So it was oh. a long, long day. Yeah. So, and, and like you said, yeah, showing like the biggest thing, especially as a consultant is I have to be in front of people, right. I'm presenting. Yeah. I don't want to show up like without my makeup, without my skincare. I don't want to, like, I'm not one of those people that can go several days without washing their hair. Right. That just doesn't right. work for me. You're not so, coming in a ball cap, right. With sunglasses exactly. on. Right. <laughs> right. And so it's bad enough. I have to pack all these dress clothes, right. And make sure they're easy to iron or they don't wrinkle mm -hmm. very, you know? And so then on top of it, the skincare, right. This, that we face as women, you know, we want to look good. And so I developed repeatable and let me, t I just want to tell you about the name really quick because yeah. people have asked me and why there's no E on the end. And so what I was creating with repeatable was a repeatable process. I needed something every week that I could fill up. I knew what I needed to fill up or what I had already mm -hmm. had. And I, all I had to do was fill it up and go. And so it was the name repeatable came from a repeatable process. And the reason why there's no E on the end is because I was going to, okay, so this started like six, seven years ago when I created this. So when you invent something, first off, you never think it's going to come to life. So it's a lot of fun at the beginning, right? Because it's all this like ideas and well, what if we did this? This would be really cool, right? And so with the name repeatable, I was going to spell it out phonetically. You know, like when you yeah. look up a word in the dictionary, yes. and you can see how. It, okay. And so I was going to spell it out phonetically as like the graph, as like the logo. But yeah. then I realized, okay, that's really hard to try to write it out. Like I can't phonetically write it every time people are, yeah. I might lose people with that. So yes. I had already bought the domain repeatable travel without the E I'd already had set a lot of stuff up. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep it without the E that's a little bit different. Um, yeah. but it still gets the point across it's repeatable. So I'm going to show you really quick what it is. If you can beautiful see. And yeah. so, um, basically it's six pods that hold your different skincare products. And you can see that, um, it comes with pre-printed labels that you can use in these pods yeah. slide apart. Oops, okay. You can see, I use this ah. foundation. So yeah. the, there's a hidden spatula in here, which you can use to apply your products. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And so then basically it all slides back into this tray. Um, it's held together with magnets and then all you have to do is stick it in your quart bag with all your other products and you're good to go. Oh yeah. That's, that's fabulous. And I mean, you mentioned earlier about not needing three ounces of something. Yes. It's yes. So true. Yes. Even I was telling you, even having taught fitness for these resorts and it would be hot out, we'd be at the beach. So I was taking multiple showers in a day because of this you're not st still in a seven or a nine day trip. I didn't need that much product. And it right. really, um, to be able to save the space, to be able to save the um, product from maybe, you know, I don't want to say losing its efficacy, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it, it's sitting in, a, in not, uh, you know what I'm saying? Something yeah, that was yeah. originally in a pump that now you're trying to squirt out three ounces of, 
um, yeah, yeah, it's a it, lot of wasted really, products. And, exactly. and, the, and the, so the problem this is solving is better packing for your court bag when you want to take a carry on. It's yeah. what I got really frustrated with was I would have to pick and choose what products I was going to take. And I was right. tired of that. I didn't want to do that anymore. And yeah. so, and also again, as I mentioned, you know, there's only certain products that come in sample sizes, right? right. And, and sometimes those are really expensive. Like I don't want to. Yeah, well, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah, I already bought the product. sample size, but I usually right. never bought them because I didn't want to, you know, coming from a department store retail background as a buyer, I knew what cost was. So yeah. So yeah. And then you know what their cost is. Usually you can figure out their cost, the wholesale, the retail. And, you know, when you're paying for that, you know, mini version, it's expensive because it the is. bottle, the packaging, la, 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 doesn't really go down with this, the, the amount of product. Yes. But yeah, I'm, I'm cheap in that way. So I would. Well, not and if you're traveling it. regular, you have to keep. Right. rebuying it. And, right. and the other thing, as you mentioned with those three ounce bottles, what happens is for whatever mm. reason, all of those seem to be made with like the worst labels in the world because the labels oh. always fall off. Yes. And then you get home and you have all this product <laughs> and you don't remember which is which. And so <laughs> I think it's this, but I'm not sure. Right. And you try to smell it and I'm like, well, I don't even know. So forget it. And then there's all that wasted product. Right. Yes. And so that was with, what I, there was a lot of things I was trying to eliminate with this, but the main thing was giving women, especially women business travelers who are gone, because this is good for, um, you know, three, two to four nights, I would say. Yeah. So a normal business traveler, if you're traveling during the week, it's good for that amount of time. And I mean, there's a lot of other uses too, but um, yeah. it was to eliminate that problem of having to choose, having to feel like, you know, when you show up some to your project site or your client site, that you're not looking or feeling your best, right? right. It's that confidence and it's that, um, you know, I want to look and feel complete even when I'm traveling. Yes. Apps most, especially when I'm traveling, yes. you know, that's um, how I feel. Like someone said to me, we were somewhere and like, oh, you're so dressed. And I was like, I'm away on vacation with my husband. My kids were young at the time. So we really didn't go out. I mean, we would have to have a babysitter at that yeah. time. Yeah to go out to, to a nice dinner. So that always added how much extra, right? And I was like, I'm on, like, I'm on a romantic holiday. Of course, I'm going to like, put yeah. on a sundress, some sandals and wear my makeup. And, you know, like, good. I don't, yeah, do don't want to go looking like I'm going to the gym or cleaning, no. you know, working in the garden. I, want to look like I am going out on a date seven nights straight, you know, and right. And I, I, I'm with you. I, uh, I've done an entire series. I think it was actually an entire season, season two of the art of creating beauty. Mm -hmm. And that beauty to me is, is not superficial. It's actually super fuel that, you know, if my house feels good, if my yes. yard feels good, if I look in the mirror and I like the way I look, I feel good. Like putting yeah. on a necklace or what, whatever that is on a given day. And, and, you know, and it can change and it can be different for each and every person. I'm not yeah. saying everybody should go out and buy lipstick, but you know, being able to take our favorite products yes. and easily in carry on if we desire. <laughs> but even as my, well, I always took my makeup carry on mm -hmm. because I had my luggage lost a few times. Yeah, yeah, I've had it happen you know, too. Yes, I know. And, and there's nothing worse than thinking, oh, 
okay, we are going to a wedding tonight and I have nothing to wear and no makeup or yep. you know, whatever the whatever the situation. Luckily, we were not going to a wedding, but I learned very quickly that if we're going to a beach, everybody has their uh, bathing suit yes. in their carry-on yes. and flip-flops because there's nothing worse than having, you know, Ugg winter boots and a bathing suit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. when you're leaving the, you're yeah. leaving... 30 degree weather. And then all of a sudden, you know, or whatever, whatever kind of winter boots, but, um, but yeah, so I, I love that. And I love the fact that you've always, um, you know, sought out what for some may have been the harder way, you know, which for me is the one that feels right and is right. Yeah. yeah. But for so many, they would have probably shied away from the things that you did, uh, whether it be in your free time um, and even with this product, like you said in the beginning, right? It's all fun and exciting. And then it's like, okay, there's this, there's that, there's real. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. There's, there's everything from uh, branding to um, patenting to. Yes. Uh, I have like a UPC code, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, hold on. UPC codes, you yeah. know, it, yeah. You have four patents. Um and let me tell you also about it. It's a very lonely process because yeah. it's not something that a lot of people understand. And I actually had tell me, I had a friend who I'm no longer friends with tell me that you're just too much. Like you're just too much. Like you're too, like who would, who does these things that you do? And I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? Like, you know what I mean? Well, like, like well, who says that? I'll, to I'll to tell you what that means. That means that you have outgrown your friend. Yeah. A hundred percent. 100%. That it's time to, you know, as they say, uh, my kids loved Madagascar, smile and wave, smile yes. and wave the movie. Yes. You know? Exactly right about it. And yeah, you yeah I'm not friends with that person any longer. But yeah, it is a pretty lonely process and it requires a lot of self um, willingness yeah. to that discipline. drive in yourself. Yeah, yeah, discipline and also that mental game. It, 100%. Nothing I did to invent a product was hard hard in the sense I wasn't out there churning plastic and prepping the molds, right? It was nothing like that. I found people to do that. The hard right. part was what went on up here in my Correct. head. That was the hard part. The yeah. rest of it was nothing. Yeah. Well, I, I understand you because there have been times, uh, where I say to my husband, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. I yeah. can't do this podcast, this television, I can't manage the back end of my website. I can't manage 8,000 emails and do social media all alone, you know? Yep. And um, I think it happens to everyone. As uh, That's what my husband tells me, and I believe him. But uh, yeah, feeling alone is not fun. That's a topic I touched on with uh, somebody in a last week's episode. And it's finding we do butt up against those people who they could be very lovely people. Please don't get me wrong. Um, but you have gone above and beyond that way of living. Yeah. I think a lot of people do live like that. Yeah. You know, I I've had people make comments to me about that. And I think if, if you're open to it, Jenny, we should definitely discuss that on another episode. Yes, I, I want to write that yes. down. So the just too much and the, the worthiness. Yeah, definitely. I want to give a voice to that because um, it's come up so many times 
and everybody has um, a different, ex very, very different experiences. Um, but being able to give it a voice from different angles, I think is really helpful and inspiring to so many. So um, you're invited back after awesome. this filming. I love it. We will, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you to it and um, I'm going to get on that calendar again. But um, and there's probably a slew of other things we can talk about. So I'll go back in my notes. But um, you are so inspiring to so many for so many reasons and completely um, what's the word? relatable, you know, on so many levels. And I think it's fun when we push ourselves to be the way you appear, which is what I call exquisitely aligned, the finest version of yourself, where you are too much for so many people <laughs> and and just scratching the surface for yourself, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, people, I was talking with a, a publisher this morning um, about a book that I'm um co-authoring with them. And, um, you know, I was talking about a book for myself and I was like, you know, this pressure from the outside. And I said, you know, I don't know that I really need my own book because the honest truth is people either love me or hate me. There's usually yeah. no in between because yeah. I am like you a little too much or over the top. I've heard it all for some people and then other people, they flock to me and tell me I'm a breath of fresh air. So, yeah. you know, like you, you know who your friends are when they come and say, like, I'm going to say to you now, Jenny, I adore you. I knew the minute <laughs> we got on camera, whatever day that was uh, to just have a meet and greet. I was like, okay, perfect. I, I, I definitely want to talk with you. And I, now I'm going to tell you, I want to speak with you again. But um, with that, I'm going to, is there anything else? All your, let's say all of Jenny's information, contacts, so forth, how to find her awesome products so that you can travel and glow while you, when you arrive and the entire time that you're there are in the show notes, but is there anything else you want to touch on? Cause I was going to pull a card for you. Yeah, let's pull the card. I mean, okay. I'm excited about that. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to pull from the opening to possibilities deck of cards. These are journal prompts, conversation starters, and you could use them for meditation or contemplation. I shuffled them before we got on and I'm just going to do one more shuffle to be really Look at me, old fashioned, old school. I need one of those uh, little machines that, yeah, yeah. Or like at the bank where the money goes through, <laughs> it counts it for you. So um, let's see if I can do this. I'm going to start shuffling and then you just tell me when to stop. Okay. You know what? I did them the wrong way. I got to use my right thumb. Uh, stop. Okay. Trust. Ooh, see how nice. see how funny this is, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! Every time. So trust. Trust grows as you surrender and believe in yourself and others. I think we've talked about this mm -hmm. a few times. Mm -hmm. um, how would you describe trust? What experiences of trust have you had? What have the how I can read my own uh, print here. How have they shaped your ability to trust? And you can answer one, two, or all three. And this is so funny because we've touched on this, but we didn't, yeah. I don't 
remember if we use the word trust. No, I don't think we did. And I think, so I think that's a really good way to round out what we've talked about today, because of all the things that we talked about my journey, and I'm sure your listeners have similar experiences if they think back, it all came down to trusting myself, trusting the universe, trusting how I felt, um, learning to listen to that part of your body of your intuition yeah. of your energy whatever you want to call it yeah is one of i we talked about other valuable life skills i mean that is one of the most valuable skills you can give yourself yes is to start trusting yourself and yeah. i mean again all in all of these things that we've talked about it's these aren't one and done things right as you no. go through life you're going to continue to have to work through these things, whatever that version is for you at the time. But I think the trust of yourself and belief, you know, it goes a lot to belief too, but when you trust yourself, amazing things happen. Yeah. And like you said, the red carpet rolls out because I like that. It's so true. And, you know, we mentioned worthiness. We'll talk about that again, but it's like the red carpet rolls out and you're decked in I, whatever you like, I, I happen to like sparkly things. So diamonds, but it could be you're dripping in whatever gold, silver, you know, in the, whatever in an imaginary gown. I like to dress up, but it could be whatever it is you love in the most comfortable, fabulous, luscious clothing. And you're just, you know, walking down. Just yeah, and everybody you. gets information around you. Yes. Right? The universe yes. lines up for you. And that to me is like the best visual to explain it. Yes. You, the red carpet's rolled out. You're walking down it. Everybody in the world gets information. And that doesn't mean people you're doing it at the expense of others. No, it, it no, lines no. up for you. This is yeah. a all a positive thing and it lines up for you. And trusting in yourself that you can have that same experience as we've talked about that we've yeah. had. Um you know, and you can start small with that smart, start small. I always tell people if they're trying to work on their intuition or trying to do, you know, work through this, start with something that's pretty insignificant, like a parking space. Yes. You're in a parking lot and you're trying to decide, go left or go right to find a parking spot. Just use your intuition and and do one or the other and see where it takes you. And you'll start to recognize that feeling, but start small. Don't, you know, there's no, um, trying to start big often is is too much. So start small and see where that takes you. Well, it's funny you should use the parking space because that's what I did with my husband. So I was like, come on, what is your intent? You know, he likes to drive when we go out, uh, just the two of us or as a family. And I'm like, okay, you can drive. I do more, you know, running around town during the week than him. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I know it's fun to drive. Go ahead. But uh, I'm like, Mark, I I, I feel your blood pressure rising. (laughs) Just like intuitively slow down the car and think, do I want mm-hmm. to go right or left? Mm-hmm. And like start feeling, and he, of course he's sitting there rolling his eyes, you know, like, yeah, yeah. no, I just want to park the car and get to right. whatever we're doing. But it's so true. And each of these things are a journey. And when we p- approach them playfully, like you're uh, yeah. uh, saying, and in, in little pieces, you know, in the morning, it's a parking space. In the afternoon, it's what do I want to order for lunch or what make for lunch if you're at home, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's these little tapping in. So I love that. Um, and you've been such a, a delight. I love uh, everything we've spoken about and how it relates so easily to living our best life and being our best self and and being too much for some 
and not not enough for ourselves so that we continue that journey. I know years ago I read in a yoga book, it said that uh, this one yogi said, if you're not, um, if you're not learning something every day, then there's no reason really to be living. And and that could relate to learning something about ourselves, pushing ourselves to go forward. And what did you say? Four patents, you know, yeah. and I know, I know applying for patents is like, a, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, one that I probably won't join you on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me just say it's a lot and it takes a long time. But yes, you yeah. have to be patient and jump mm-hmm. through all those hoops and yeah. not your eyes cross your T's 12 times, you know, and that's probably why I won't be having that discussion. We'll talk just like skim over the process. Yeah. But um, so anyway, thank you so much for uh, joining me today and sharing, you know, the ups, the downs and all the life lessons in between. Well, thanks for having me, Gina. It's been a wonderful conversation. I want to thank your listeners as well. Perfect. You're welcome. And just to um, take a quick second and any of those things that we touched on today, if you're struggling and feel like something is blocking you or keeping you from playing big and being too much for some people, I want to offer you Purpose, Possibilities and Prosecco, a two-hour transformation like no other. And I have to tell you, it's private and it's powerful. Um, You can find more about that on the website and the show notes. Till next time, be exquisite.